Welcome to Eureka Street Crypto. This is my anti-professional crypto channel. I'm just a barely sane dude who fell down the cryptocurrency rabbit hole. This channel is my fumbling attempt to communicate myself outside my own head about my journey in the crypto space. It is basically my brain dump. None of this is actual financial advice. Hey everybody, I'm Eureka John and you're Eureka Street Crypto broadcasting live from Leander, Texas. It is 2.03 in the afternoon on March 30th, uh, 2022. And this is my, well, normally a morning show, but um, I'm episode 430, I'm 439 episodes deep into this, um, this video blog brain dump thing that I do. And um, normally I do it in the morning, but uh, sometimes, and lately I've been having a lot of guests come on lately and uh, it's been really fun, really educational. It's really amazing to hear the feedback on my show and to get to know about other people's different types of projects, what they're into. Um, yeah, I've gotten involved in some DAOs since I turned on the YouTube switch and turned on the Spotify switch and all that. And uh, I've gotten involved with a lot of different community and a lot of uh, a lot of those DAOs have been focused around the Ethereum blockchain and things like that. Um, but I like to branch out, you know, that because just because some blockchain might be the most popular and might be the biggest doesn't mean it's always the best. And there are a lot of amazing ideas swirling around out there. And um, I've brought people on who are Bitcoin the maximalists. I've brought people on who you know are into the near protocol. I've brought people on who are into all different types of blockchains. And today um, we're going to be talking about NFTs. And I have um, somebody on here, uh, the founder of the Tokel.io NFT, the Tokel.io NFT platform um, here with me, Nutella Licka. So hi, Nutella. Thanks for jumping on to my humble little show here and uh, being able to shoot the breeze with me here. I, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a, you know, kind of a small potato show, but um, I, like I said, I do like to bring on different perspectives and... Um, from what I understand, Nutella, uh, this is um, Tokel's its own blockchain, and it's built in the Komodo ecosystem. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's the one independent blockchain using Komodo technologies. Okay, all right. And um, I'll have some more technical questions about Komodo coming up. I did a video way back in the day. I, don't know, I guess it was maybe shoot about a year ago where I. Uh, covered Komodo in some pretty deep, deep detail, I guess. And I covered the pirate chain as well, which is also a, kind of along the same vein around the same type of um, ecosystem, um, but uh, very different blockchains. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I want to know a little bit more of you first, um, where you're coming from, uh, without totally doxing yourself, of course, but uh, just what brings you into um, Tokel and have to have founded the Tokel blockchain. Uh, what 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 made you interested in Komodo at the beginning? And because uh, it, it doesn't seem like the standard route a lot of people go nowadays, go getting into the crypto space. So uh, yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My uh, I guess my crypto journey started back in 2017. So um, I guess it's probably four and a half years now. Okay. Uh, as as many people got in around that around that t time frame, I think it became quite popular. Uh, yeah. But I had yeah. a friend. 
that had been in for quite some time and they, you know, they uh, told me about this crypto thing and I was kind of interested and generally interested in uh, you know, innovative technologies. Uh, so it piqued my interest and I started learning about it, but the learning curve was like extremely high. So it took me, yeah. Yeah, it took me a handful of months to try and wrap my head around, you know, uh, who was running Bitcoin and, you know, what company was running Bitcoin? Because at the time, I, just, I had absolutely no <laughs> how idea. How you get the shares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I want a part of this. Like, how do I do this? So uh, anyway, it took it took me a while, a uh, handful of months to, to to really understand it and actually get involved. So it wasn't until the, the end of 2017, I think, or the early, early 2018, maybe, where I actually got in, like, properly involved. And um, my friend was uh, interested in, in the Komodo ecosystem, uh, Komodo's been around since I believe about 2016. So 2016. been around, yeah, I've been around about a year at that time. And and he told me all about it and told me about the developments going on and the people involved with it. Um, and you know the excitement that he had for the project definitely drew me towards that ecosystem. So um, I got involved, um, joined the community, and I've been part of the Komodo community uh, ever since in in many different capacities. And the you know, the first step up from just a general community member was when I uh, became a notary node. So um, you'd be aware that Komodo has the delayed proof of work system where notary nodes notarize chains onto other blockchains, um, you know, securing them from 51% attacks by uh, notarizing them onto the other chain. Uh, and I became one of those notary nodes and that, that was when it really started to kick into gear for, for me personally and getting involved in uh, understanding the technology even more so. Um, actually, prior to that, I, I lie. Prior to that, I actually started a mining pool. I was interested in mining, and mm. uh, was using other mining Komodo. Mining. Yeah, I was mining Komodo, um, Zcash, Ethereum, uh, just anything I could kind of understand, and and you know, um, was technically savvy enough to to do. Yeah, uh, but but generally, it was it was Komodo. Um, as I was, you know, interested in that, and then it, that uh, that evolved from me using somebody else's mining pool to creating my own, and then that mm. evolved then into uh, understanding how to run blockchains and uh, you know use command line interface and use Linux uh, operating systems, which I'd never done before, and then mm. uh, uh, I developed the skills to be able to apply to become a notary node. So, um, okay. but then I you know, stepped up my efforts uh, in the notary node space and you know being involved in the community and have been doing that um for a handful of years now so you had uh, so a reason to really want to learn all the tech it wasn't just because you were interested in computer information systems you were like here's where i want to get this is how i get there right yeah to be honest i wasn't thinking about some end state it was more uh i was learning along the way i like learning in general and uh there was just so much to learn so and and all of it interested me like learning you know how to use linux was a challenge and i was like okay well i might as well just you know figure it out you know do some mm -hmm. googling and, and find out the information so there wasn't uh there wasn't really an end state of me wanting to become a notary node it just happened that i developed all these skills along the way that then fulfilled that role uh, quite well uh, because i'd been running uh, a multi-chain uh, mining pool mm. uh, which was you know a, a huge step up from what i'd ever done before in the technical space so um, yeah yeah, yeah. Multi -chain yeah mining pools <laughs> pretty hardcore so yeah. i gotta ask um nutella licka the name you know <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> 
I had a deep belly laugh when I heard it. I wasn't sure what you know, Nutella, the the hazelnut cream, or like these nuts, or. I guess there's no rhyme or reason to the name. Uh, it just, I don't even know when, when I thought of it, it's been around a long time. So it's yeah, good. I, mean, I got to hand it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Nutella. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah it was, I guess a play <laughs> okay. on that. All right. Fair enough. Um, so I, I got to ask as well. Um, did you get in because you had a passion for decentralization? Was it, the libertarian aspect of it um or was it just the puzzle the game of it all you know, the game theory of it i mean was it more philosophical or more technical um i think it was more technical i uh i remember thinking like oh this technology intrigues me and then the more i learned about the decentralized nature of it i was like wow okay this could actually you know this could actually do something you know do good yeah. for the world um so that that you know the ideology behind that kind of grew as I learned more about the technology. Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, focus on the technology and building out the technology, you know, specifically with Tockle. Uh, and I like, I like doing that and I enjoy doing that, but that's, you know, that is uh, based in the ideology that, you know, we can help people and we can mm. give people more access to these technologies and freedom and, uh, you know, give them the ability to control their own funds or their own digital assets or, you know, all, all of that is inherent in, in why I, you know, like creating, but the technology itself is what I think initially drew me to the ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, I, the little time I've spent in the Komodo ecosystem, the, the community really prides itself on decentralization, on freedom, on autonomy, on being able to build, your own blockchains on top of and using the security of Bitcoin and Litecoin. And like you said, that delayed proof of work that uses that, that um, I guess the, the op return function, but I guess I would call it, like you said, the notary stamp um, to, to borrow the security from a more decentralized blockchain. And so that's what Tokel blockchain is built on. Is it built on using Komodo's security or Bitcoin's security in the same way that Komodo does? Yeah, so um, stepping back from DPAL, uh, Komodo offers the ability to create, you said uh, Komodo offers, offers the ability to create your own independent smart chain. And so that uses the Komodo daemon, um, you know, the Komodo code base. You run a command and you can have your own individual blockchain uh, that is completely separate to Komodo's. If you never wanted to have anything to do with Komodo's, that's perfectly fine. Um, okay, then like, all right. So, so we did that with Tockle. So we were a completely separate independent blockchain. We have our own miners, we have our own network. Um, there's no connection from that standpoint to, or like other than, you know, I come from the Komodo ecosystem. Um, no other blockchain connection to Komodo. Mm. Where the connection comes in is this DPAL uh, mechanism, delayed proof of work, mm-hmm. where the notaries will notarize the Tockle chain onto the Komodo chain. Uh, and then they will then notarize the Komodo chain onto Litecoin. So for all of the... Oh, Litecoin now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They've moved to Litecoin. Um, for all of the uh, chains that use DPAL, they all get notarized onto Komodo itself. And then Komodo mm-hmm. is the only chain that gets notarized onto Litecoin. But by, you know, oh, through okay. that process, Tockle is notarized onto Litecoin 
So in order to 51% attack any of the, you know, any of the chains, including Tockle, you need to reorg and 51% attack Litecoin, then Komodo and Tockle all in the one, like, wow. Um, set of time period. <laughs> yeah. You, you gotta be pretty determined if you're going to try to crack that then for sure. Yeah. And from a, you know, an incentive point of view, there's just no incentive, extremely difficult to do and you'd have to time it. You know, I don't even know if it's possible to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I have a question. Tokel is a uh, NFT platform. That's the whole purpose behind you building Tokel, right? To be for people to be able to launch. It's a launchpad to build your own NFTs, to build your own tokens, um, to basically create your. I mean, to tokenize any type of um, outside real world asset. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, apologies. No. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We uh, we're a token and NFT platform uh, that you know we give people a really easy, accessible way of creating these things. Uh, you know, by making it a super simple process, we're trying to streamline the process, make it as you know simple as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so we're offering, you know, the Tokel platform is a range of different things. It's the underlying blockchain technology and the features that come within that blockchain. But then it's also, we've been creating this all-in-one uh, decentralized application uh, that uses specific technology to access the blockchain in a really, really like super light fashion. Uh, so there's a whole, and then we've got the community. We've also got, um, you know, Tokel Talk, our own podcast as well. There's a whole yeah, bunch I've of things within the, the platform. That's a good, oh, nice, good cool. Podcast. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I did my research. I've listened to the four first four or five episodes or something. I, I commute an hour and fifteen minutes to work, so it's perfect. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a it's a whole a whole range of things, but really, we're trying to make it as easy as possible to to create NFTs and tokens on you know on our blockchain. Um, yeah. So whether it's a physical like a real world asset or a, even a digital asset. Um, we've got a bunch, most of the stuff at the moment is digital assets, uh, but you can do either or. Uh, but the, I guess for us, the big differences when people are looking at um, NFT platforms is that yeah. a lot of people will go to like Ethereum virtual machine blockchains mm -hmm. and they'll use smart contracts to actually create the NFTs and allow the NFTs to be sent to and from different addresses and mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Whereas our uh, our NFT or token tracking is all inherent in the blockchain, you don't have to uh, create smart contracts. There's no gas fees involved with the minting process or uh, anything like that because there is no smart contracts. So um, if we're going to get technical, I guess we're a we're a UTXO based blockchain, mm -hmm. um, so we don't we don't have those uh, smart contracts or Ethereum virtual machine within that. Uh, but that doesn't stop us, you know, giving people the ability to create NFTs and tokens. So, yeah, um, I I know Bitcoin has had counterparty on top of it that's allowed NFTs to be made, and you know that some Bitcoin um, loyalists will say, you know, that's 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 the real NFT, that's the original NFT. Is this in any way similar uh, mechanisms to that? Uh, I'm not super familiar with with that one, but what just from a general understanding point of view, our, you know, our NFT tracking and features and trading mechanisms are all inherent in the consensus code, yeah. which Bitcoin, you know, doesn't have all of those things. So mm -hmm. you can use layer two 
um, solutions for whatever you need. Uh, but yeah. that, you know, that's not a layer one solution, whereas ours is, you know, layer one. It, it is within the blockchain. Everything mm-hmm. that we offer at the moment is all within the blockchain. So, um, okay. you know, token creation, token trading, um, token buying and selling in a yeah. decentralized fashion. That is, that isn't a layer two function. That's not. We don't have servers hosted somewhere, order matching or anything like that. You don't have to log into anything. It is purely all on chain. So everything yeah. that occurs is on chain. And that's that NSPV wallet. The um, I can't remember, remember yeah. what SPV stands for, but it's basically a light client. Yeah, that's yeah, connected that's directly the to the blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we use. That's the technology we use to. Um, that's kind of like our engine for our um, app, uh, decentralized application. So you don't have okay. to use NSPV, but um, what NSPV is is notarized simple payment verification. Okay. So simple. Simple payment verification isn't a new thing. You know, um, Bitcoin's got it. A whole bunch of other uh, blockchains have got it. But what we have and what we've inherited from the Komodo technologies is um, notarized SPV. So um, I can go into detail on the, the differences if you if you want. Well, before we go there, um, I want to ask because this has been big on my mind lately. Is a lot of these gaming NFTs and um, the high transaction throughput required for gaming NFTs. And the reason a lot of people are getting into crypto now, um, you got into crypto because of you learned, you did the whole deep learning curve through learning about consensus networks, learning about uh, blockchain validation and all that type of stuff. But nowadays people are getting into crypto because they want the NFT to play a game with. And, um, decentralization might not always be at the top of their list. <laughs> you know? And I, I know that Tokul and Komodo pride, you guys pride them yourselves on being completely decentralized. And um, I think that's amazing. Um, I'm all 100% for decentralization, but the gamer of today might not have that as their priority. Um, they use things like wax, you know, and you know, I don't know, just some other... You know, like Ronin, for instance, just got hacked. They had nine validators. <laughs> but yeah. and as you can see, it got hacked because it wasn't decentralized. So maybe that that incident will make people start to think about decentralization. But what do you think about this whole new paradigm of, of people coming into the space with n- not having gone through that learning curve that the rest of us who got in earlier had to go through? Yeah, I think uh, I think decentralization is a is a bit of a scale and sometimes you need it sometimes you don't sometimes you want it sometimes you don't have the option to have it and you know sometimes it makes sense to to push for a decentralized solution but other times you know it just doesn't it might not make sense in that particular circumstance and and jl triple seven the the um Komodo founder slash lead dev, he wrote a good article about that, about where it makes sense to have it and not. But where I'm going with that is that, uh, you know, gamers might not necessarily need complete decentralization in all they do. And, you know, they might not want it because it, you know, sometimes it's a little bit clunky. And at the moment, definitely the technologies aren't, you know, aren't up to the same standard in in a lot of cases as centralized solutions. Um, Mm -hmm. So when we think about, you know, blockchain gaming or decentralized gaming, you, you have to, you know, if you're a game manufacturer or video game creator, like you have to think about what you actually want to make decentralized because like, like 
ultimately you are going to create a game which centralizes that game around your video game studio mm -hmm. um, to a certain extent. You know, you might be able to de um, decentralize the in-game assets, for example, and this is like the biggest thing that I think is, um, you know, gamers should push for is decentralizing the in-game assets such that, you know, the gamers themselves can actually own the assets. So rather than them be infinitely created by the video game studio and they make profits off that, maybe, you know, they make a limited amount, make an initial sale, and then the, um, the gamers own the assets and can trade them on a secondary market. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's taking that one step of decentralization um, and ownership towards the, the player rather than the actual um, video game studio. So okay. that's one you know, one step where I see it's you know really important, and I think even you know even people that don't care for blockchain technologies, I think that you know blockchain technologies enable something that they will want. As a gamer, you you know have incentive to purchase these skins that you can then on sell. You know whether it's for the same amount of money or not, whether it's for a bit more, whether it's for a bit less, is kind of beside the point because you'll still get your money back at the end of the day, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, depending on the situation, but uh, that's one instance. Uh, another instance that may or may not not make sense for the game that you play is whether your you know your game interactions actually occur on chain. So uh, there was a game that JL Triple Seven created that was a roguelike game that was all the moves and everything that occurred actually happened on chain, and I think that's mm -hmm. a really niche a really niche thing to do. Um, and you know, there's definitely games out there that will want to do that. Where everything occurs on chain and all of the, you know, the the rewards and the features and all all of that, uh, all of those um, steps and gameplay was all logged and and tracked and you know run by the blockchain basically. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's going to be the case for a lot of games. It just doesn't really make sense. I still think there's going to be, you know, the video game studio running servers for people to connect to. Um, to play with each other or, you know, simple things like that where, you know, there's still going to be trust in the video game creator, which I think is a perfectly normal thing because you want to sure. be part of that. You know, you want to be part of that video game uh, community and, and you want somebody to, you know, take the ownership of, you know, uh, developing and creating new things for the ecosystem and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, I kind of um, broad brush there, but I think there's, there's some games no, no, where it makes okay. sense. Yeah, where it makes sense to to have that full decentralization, and there's other games where you know parts of the game can actually be de decentralized with without having to completely decentralize the entire game. If that makes sense. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a slow, graduated process, or um, like you said, um, not completely decentralized at all. At some points, you know that it, it just fits the situation. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, we had a head jump on in the chat saying he's happy to be on the stream. Hey, how's it going ahead? Thanks for jumping on. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think about, um, I, I'm playing this other game as well called freaks and guilds and, um, it's a play to earn game that just launched and, and they, they, their selling point is that everything, all their NFTs are a hundred percent on chain. It's not just a hash representative of it on chain. Um, where, where does Tokel stand on this? Yeah, so I guess uh, it depends what their NFT is. So with a Tokel NFT, it's basically like a, a log of the information that you write into the yeah. NFT. So um, I actually noticed that you may have uh, created an NFT or two. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that true? I, I, yeah. 
I was gonna you, you uh, spoke too soon, but uh, I'm oh, sorry. That's <laughs> no, okay. I've created uh, ten NFTs and eleven, one for myself, but zero through eleven. And uh, here I'll show. And so the people that are watching this and the, the first ten people, and I'll give one to you, so it'll be nine people. That so I minted oh, these NFTs uh, using the Tokel blockchain and, and uh, using the token. And uh, let me um, pull this up so we can take a look here. Um, yeah, I definitely wanted to highlight oh, nice. how easy this is. Um, <laughs> I so, the gun, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're quite all right. We, we have plenty of time. So, um, yeah. Well, this is yeah, a good. Yeah, so um, I, I can talk about, you know, the, the question that you asked was to do with whether it's on chain or not. So, as you yeah, can yeah. see here, you've got. You've got your token, uh, you've got all your tokens on the left and then the top right kind of uh, panel there, you've got your uh, your token there. And what is on-chain is all of this information. So everything you've written here is all on-chain. Um, the, okay. you know, the creator is your your address, the royalties, how much you put in there. That URL is a link to a picture. The d description there is everything you want to type in there. And there's a couple of other fields that you can put in as well. Um, but what isn't on chain is the the actual media itself. So the JPEG, I think. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's hosted in, in your case, like IPFS. But there's plenty of other mm -hmm. uh, ways that creators can host their data. So uh, that was a you know a purposeful decision not to do that because uh, it would take a specific type of blockchain in order to host all of the media associated with NFTs that go onto the blockchain. And if you put it on the blockchain, the network and the blockchain itself gets quite bloated and they're not mm. necessarily designed to do that. I mean, there are, again, there are some blockchains that are, are designed to do that and that's perfectly fine. Um, but I think there's much better decentralized solutions still like IPFS, like Arweave, that uh, makes more sense to host the media elsewhere and okay. put a link back to it via, you know, a hash link where people can look yeah. up or, you know, our DAP will look it up. Uh, in this case, um, you've put ipfs.pix as your uh, as your link. If you just put the hash in there, then the, the image would actually show up in, in the DAP itself. So Okay. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm very new to all this. This is my first dabble in it this morning whenever I was messing with it. So... Uh, yeah, any pointers on how I improve this process? Uh, one thing that I noticed uh, was when I was going to token, and I, I was going to create a series, kind of like I've done on Open Seas before, um, of uh, creating an NFT. It only lets me create one F NFT. It doesn't let me create fifty versions of the same one. So that's why I made eleven different versions of the same NFT with different, and then created eleven NFTs. <laughs> Is there a way to? Uh, or did you do that on purpose to do a supply? Yeah. So the non okay. Yeah. Go so ahead. this is a uh, like a like an educational piece, I guess, for people um, is that an NFT is a token, um, so a non fungible token, and what you know what that means is that it's one of one. So there is only one you know one in existence with those characteristics, like those specific characteristics, is only one. You know, if in your case, your your NFTs are all different because you've numbered them one, two, three, four, five. I mean, mm -hmm. the image is the same, the description's the same, the link's the same to the image. Um, so, you know, they're very, very, very similar, but they're versions of 
you know, one specific thing. What we've done here is we've said, hey, like an NFT is, is it can only ever be one specific thing. So when you're creating an NFT, you can create, you know, a supply of one. And the reason we've done this and, you know, we're working on a, uh, a different token creation manager, which will have a couple of uh, extra bits and pieces uh, in the future for token creators. But uh, the, the behind the scenes blockchain uh, token creation process takes one UTXO, so one very, very small amount of the Tockle coin and stamps all of the token data onto that Tockle coin and that then becomes your, your token. Okay. Uh, if, if you're creating an NFT and uh, you know you put a supply of five in there, they would have those five you know individual units of the Tockle coin would be exactly the same. They wouldn't actually be a non-fungible because you'd be able to. They'd be exactly the same. They would have no differences whatsoever. You'd be able to trade them for themselves because again, there's absolutely no difference between them. So if you go to the fungible token uh, in the app there or the DAP there you'll see that you can put a supply of, you know, whatever you want in there. And basically each of those, uh, just play NFT there, yeah. So you can put a supply of however many you want and each of those uh, tokens will be exactly the same. There'll be absolutely no differences and the, um, you know, they'll be from the same creator, same name, same description, same uh, URL, same royalty, same attributes, everything exactly the same. So there's like a, you know, a slight difference between what a, fungible token is and what a non-fungible token is and why there's only a supply of one in the NFT space. Okay. So, but why does um, open seas allow you to create, for instance, a series of five of the same NFT then is, uh, is that what an ERC 1155 versus a 721? Uh, that kind of, the, uh, yeah. I'm not sure exactly which uh, standard they're using in the back end, but I, okay. I think it's more become a colloquial term in the ecosystem or in the space that, you know, an NFT is a, br a broad range of things and people are calling NFTs when they're not actually NFTs. Okay. Um, but people just refer to them as NFTs, even though they yeah, might have, yeah. you might have, you know, you might create uh, an image that has 100 copies and they're each exactly the same. But like I said, mm -hmm. if you have 100 copies and they're labeled zero, you know, one through 100, then yeah. they're not exactly the same because they have mm -hmm. that defining difference of being numbered one, two, three, four, five to a hundred. Okay. So there's a slight difference in the hash basically <laughs> that makes it completely yeah. unique. Yeah. Even though it's, yeah. All right. I, I, I get what you're saying. So yeah, sorry about this. I'm not trying to pick it to pieces. I'm just trying to get clear on this as a, in an amateur coming into some of this stuff. No, no, it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a good question because <laughs> a lot of people ask that and, there is a you know a fundamental difference between a fungible token and an NFT, and people use NFT as a broad brush term for you know all all types of tokens. But the what the example that I'll give is uh, you know your image, for example. Say you wanted to give the copyright of that image to the token holder. If you created five copies of that, and each one of them had the copyright to the image, they're they're not a non fungible token because then who has the copyright to the image? Okay. Whereas. Yeah. Whereas if you only had one, one of one, then that one person has the copyright to the image. You know, it's not so much a, a problem with uh, artwork per se, if you're not giving the intellectual property or the copyrights to the, to the owner, mm -hmm. because it becomes more of like a painting um, yeah. or, you know, you know, photography where you might have hundred copies of uh, the same photograph, but people want to buy the photograph to put it up on, you know, on the, okay. so. 
<laughs> slight differences there, but that's yeah. kind of why you wouldn't want to have, you know, a series of five if you all receive the copyright, because then who actually receives the copyright, that type of thing. Yeah, and you're basically just creating a fungible token series. <laughs> exactly, point. exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, I had as a question, he says, that is, is it even possibly possible to have a fully decentralized NFT game? I, mean, I, I was yeah. just talking about this with some DAO mates as well earlier, and you know, we were talking about just the nature of a game is proprietary. You know, the game developers are making a game to make money and to get people. <laughs> so, yeah, is that, is that even a, something that's on the table? I think it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that game I mentioned before, that roguelike game, I think that is all all on-chain, all open-sourced, all decentralized. People can go on there and trust the blockchain code and, and play yeah. the game and everything is logged in the game and all the... Uh, everything happens um, yeah. on the blockchain. But I mean, whether you want that or not, you know, for some games, again, it, it'll make sense. Other games, you know, it'll be just too hard or it just doesn't make sense for, you know, the proprietary software like you speak yeah. about. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at some of this other stuff. It looks like you have a DEX on the roadmap. You have the NFT market on the roadmap. And uh, I hate to belabor too much on roadmaps um, because... Roadmaps to me seem in a way centralized because this is the project owners say, hey, we have this roadmap and here is what we are going to do and this is where it's going to go. Um, but to me, a real roadmap is whenever you have iterations come out and the community gives input and things change organically, the project is a living project. Um, do you see this as kind of what you're doing or do you have set yeah. dates or Okay. No, we don't have set dates. And I think uh, we've definitely gone with that mentality that, you know, we are trying to get the community involved as much as possible in what we do. And I'll provide yeah. some examples in a second. But with our roadmap, you'll notice that, you know, if you do go onto the website, there's not too much information there. What we have written is a white paper and the white paper yeah, outlines. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, cool. So that, that outlines basically all of the features that, the blockchain has and all of the features we want to create a decentralized app about. So, okay. you know, it was, it was my intent to create this decentralized app to give people easy access to the blockchain. So there's no, I mean, we, we're working on blockchain updates and, you know, we're definitely trying to get the community involved there. Uh, but from a, from the DAP point of view, we are basically just a, you know, a group of people that are working towards creating something for the ecosystem. We have other people that aren't necessarily in the Toggle team, and I use air quotes there, that are, you know, creating for the ecosystem. For example, the person that created the uh, token, the Token Explorer. They're part of the, you know, Komodo ecosystem, part of the Komodo team, but they're not necessarily part of the Toggle team, again, in air quotes. They're part of the team in terms of their community members that are creating things for the community. And we're trying, we're really trying to, uh, you know, leverage the community and build the community out in that in that aspect. Other areas where we've got community members helping out is Toggle Talk. So Toggle Talk um, is basically run by community members. Uh, you know, other things in our roadmap are basically all revolving around the DAP itself. Um, uh, an example of where we've brought in, you know, community okay, so feedback is strong community feedback. Yeah, yeah, apologies. Uh, an example of that would be uh, we had a, 
uh, NFT collection launched recently, Cyber Komodos, and they basically have been providing us with a ton of feedback on the process of actually launching a collection. And we've been iterating on that almost immediately. So we had a problem uh, with the DAP that when you were sending multiple tokens, the numbers just started not to add up correctly. And within 12 hours, our developer had gotten on there, fixed the issue, and then put out a release for that. So, uh, and we're constantly, constantly, constantly looking for feedback from the community as to, hey, is this, you know, what you want? Is there another way we could do this? What points have you got? Um, And we're trying to take that on board as much as possible um, whilst also, you know, coordinating ourselves in, in a, you know, in a way that is going to keep us going in the direction of what the white paper outlines for the DAP specifically. Okay. Yeah. And I, I know Komodo has a strong community, you know, participated in the community in various ways. And I know Tolson's totally strong. Actually, I was brought here by a friend of mine who I met in the Komodo community daybreak. You know, she's kept me updated on a lot of stuff going on as I've gone off and done, done as well. Um, do you see something like, like uh, uh, Tokel competing or coexisting with Ethereum? Uh, I think we'll coexist. Ethereum is a smart contract platform, uh, and that's, you know, they've, they've got a, a wide range of things they can do with that and they're really focusing on those smart contracts um, whereas we are not necessarily focusing on smart contracts because we don't currently have them uh, we're focusing on you know making it easy accessible affordable uh, to create nfts and tokens and have them on a blockchain that you know is is quite simple to use um, that's where you know that's where we're focusing our efforts and i think the coexistence of multiple blockchains is inevitable uh, there's not going to be one chain that rules them all. Yeah, just like there's not one business that does everything in the world. There's going to be multiple chains for multiple use cases, uh, yeah. for multiple reasons. Whether you know two chains might do exactly the same thing, but they might have completely different uh, focus areas. Like one might be focused on targeting an audience in uh, you know India, whatever it is. One might be focused on an audience in Brazil. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously. Um, blockchains can go cross-border, but where the where the team and where the community might be focused is is completely different. So, I'm pretty heavily into. Um, is there some kind of DAO capability be built like a DAO building platform ecosystem? You could create a DAO on Tockle. There's a couple of I've actually written down some notes on what would need to be created in order to facilitate that. I don't think it would be as streamlined as some of these other platforms because, you know, they've been doing it for a little while now and they've got like really good solutions. Uh, But there's definitely the ability to do that. And uh, we are creating a technology outside of the DAP that uh, hopefully will be launching within the next couple of months that will enable the first steps to to DAO creation. So uh, definitely a possibility in the future. Okay. Look forward to that. I'm completely qualified. Um, I love the whole concept and the idea, and I've been seeing them branch out beyond Ethereum to the Hive blockchain, to Harmony One, Avalanche, Near Block. 
um, they're all creating DAOs, and I think it would be cool to see something like this be built upon token. Yeah. So, yeah. If you need any help with it? Let me know. I'd, I'd be happy to help contribute in any way I can. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. I'll reach out for sure. Pretty much, we're out of time. I'm at 30, 40 minutes, and I don't ever. But uh, I wanted to thank you for coming the time out to be on this little show of mine and uh, explaining some of this stuff to me because I had a lot of questions um, when I listened to the last a, a Tuesday one week ago now, over a little over a week ago. I, I was messaging Daybreak, asking her a lot of my questions, and she says, well, why don't you know you have And I was like, well, that's a really good idea. It. No, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, um, we'll have to we'll have to get you on Toggle Talk sometime and, and discuss all things NFTs and and you know, merge our communities and try and educate people more and more because it's not it's not a you know listen to a half an hour podcast and you understand what's going on. It's it's something that you've got to be involved in and yeah. continuously learning and you know find what find out what you're interested in and, and put effort into learning about that. So we're going to provide you know our community with the ability to do that. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.